You're listening to RGV Titan Radio, VR the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guest, host, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Welcome to the Moving Know It All podcast here on Nair TV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I am the law. I mean, I'm Bob. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Nah. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Pretty all right, man. Pretty all right. Just uh, waiting for my, 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 my taxpayer you know, rebate. Yeah. My, the money that's been hijacked from me every day that I've worked. Just waiting for that to come back. So let me ask you something, dude. Are you gonna is that is that money? Are you going to uh, to save it and hoard it, or actually going to uh, you know stimulate the economy with it? Well, the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give uh, you know probably most of it to my landlord so I can still live here. Uh, other than that, I mean, I might stimulate the economy. I don't know. <laughs> stimulate it too too much. Like I'm I'm so used to being poor that I don't know what to buy. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna keep it in one of your many offshore accounts, or as Grandma calls it, under the mattress. Pretty much. (laughs) I was gonna say by offshore account, you mean like my old like lunchbox from when I was a kid. (laughs) Putting it, putting it in a a three or four Ziploc bags and hiding it on the in the toilet. (laughs) No no shit. Hey, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that, man. (laughs) Just to show you, this is gonna be like the the the. Like remember, guys, if you can fit every last dollar that you have in a lunchbox, you, you're not rich. Yeah, exactly. How much you squeeze into it, you're not a rich person. If that's all your money and it can fit in a lunchbox, yeah. Stop, stop defending billionaires. You're sounding <laughs> silly. Yep. And no matter how much leather you put on, no matter how many motorcycles you ride, no matter how many, no matter how many times you call yourself outlaw country, you are still Hispanic. <laughs> yep. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah. So anyway, man, enough enough with the uh, with the behind the back jibber jabber. Uh, what are we going to be talking about today, my friend? Today is 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 a uh, an episode that I think everybody's going to enjoy. I think I think everybody uh, will. Uh, th- this this is a couple of movies that uh, I think not only has everybody seen, but they are two totally totally different movies based on the same character. It's amazing how different these movies are. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be jumping a little bit back and forth. We're going to talk about uh, Judge Dredd and 2012's reboot Dredd. Yep. Oh, man. Living proof that not all cops are bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's a thing, man. And and uh, in my research, I, because I had never, ever heard, I had never heard of the character of Judge Dredd before the Sylvester Stallone movie back Same. in 1995. And uh, in my research, I, I realized that uh, uh, the actual character of Dread from the the 2000 AD comics is mm-hmm. quite different. And apparently, Easy. the character the character is is more of a satirical look of law enforcement and and the way uh, cops and and authority figures enforce those laws. 
Exactly. Even when you do it by the book, like the book is full of shit sometimes. And yeah. like, like it, it becomes that the dread is more of the existential question. Like, am I doing the right thing by being a cop? Yeah. And it's, it's actually um, a very, very, very fucking far cry from the movie Sylvester Stallone did. Um, I, I, it, it, when comparing movies like Dread is the Dark Knight and like Judge Dread with Stallone is like Batman and Robin. I would, I would lean more towards uh, uh, Batman Forever because uh, Judge Dredd did have its dark moments. It did it kind of hint. It, it did kind of hint. Cool. It did kind of hint at a little bit of the social commentary that the uh, uh, that the comic book has. Uh, it didn't really lean into it uh, yeah. as much as the comic book did. Certainly not as much as the uh, uh, the Dread the 2012 movie did. But yeah. the the. Um, the Sylvester Stallone one was definitely more of a cartoonish look at the character. Oh, much more cartoonish, man. And, like, it was so sad because one of the things... And you can tell once you start watching it. Uh, the director had one thing in mind, and Stallone had something totally different in mind. And the thing is, is Stallone is still one of those guys, always has been, but, like, it's still one of those guys that if he doesn't like it, he's going to do everything he can to change it. Much like fucking, what's his name? Uh, Edward Norton. Stallone was kind of yeah. the first... Norton when it came to that stuff like if he didn't like it he was like well I'm just not gonna do your movie yeah what go ahead no I was just saying and like he'd hold these guys to these contracts man like Mm -hmm. he had way too much creative control way too much and like uh it's it's very air apparent and very evident in this Mm -hmm. movie like there's there's so much wrong with it but let's start off with what's right with it because Mm -hmm. both movies did the exact same thing in very different ways um but they started out really strong Mm -hmm. um both movies have 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 very very awesome strengths when come when it comes to introducing the character of dread yeah like like it's not just a cop it's fucking dread you know what i mean and And, like it's funny because, like, like I said, th- these are these are two uh, two movies based on the same character. Uh, the uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's version, um, I don't think would last very long in uh, in 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 reality, because no. because he's he's very. Um, I I don't want to say that he's uh, he's like like extremely full of himself, but, but the kind of attitude that he has, it's yeah. just not like. It, it it's it's way 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 over the top, and I can't really see anybody in that world taking him seriously. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, I can't see like anybody taking him seriously in any world. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, like it's he's super hokey in this movie. Like, yeah, you can really tell that like Sylvester Stallone just like amped up the Sylvester Stallone. Like, there's no Rocky Balboa behind this. There's no John no. behind this. Like, uh-huh. there's there's nothing impressive behind this character. He's just, like, super cop. That's how Stallone kind of plays it. Yeah. Just super cop. So this movie was made at the height of uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's career. Uh, he had just done Demolition Man. He had just done another movie that we did on the show, uh, Cliffhanger. Like, he was he was at the top of his box office game. Yeah, and I think this. I think this movie kind of broke his uh, his uh, uh, the record of, or or not record, but like because he uh, he had dropped off in the late '80s a little bit, and then he came back with uh, with like like I said with 
with the uh, cliffhanger and demolition man and the specialists and all those were box office hits except yeah. for this one this one was kind of his 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 start uh his downturn right so and boy he, did they put money into this one <laughs> yeah this was like I, I don't i don't even know how much money this 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 thing cost but it was astronomical for they this. uh they actually got Danny Cannon, uh, who is a uh, a television director. He he did a he's mostly known for doing television stuff. Uh, his most recent, I think, was uh, he uh, he was a producer and directed a bunch of episodes of Gotham. And, oh no um, shit! Yeah, and uh, I had no idea. I adore that show so much. So like he had gotten the script and he. Uh, he was really, really intrigued with it, man. Like, he, he really wanted to do something special with it. But the thing about it is, like you said, when Sylvester Stallone has an idea, he's going to do it. Like, he's going to do it on his own. Yeah. So Danny Cannon wanted to do a dark, uh, like a dark uh, uh, kind of satirical, kind of like what Paul Verhoeven did with RoboCop. Yeah, but yeah. Judge Dredd. But I understand but, uh, that was really the aim, was RoboCop. Like, they were aiming for a very RoboCop-style, like, movie. Yeah. And it's funny because RoboCop is actually inspired by Judge Dredd. So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, really. so uh, is very robotic in his like in the way he does things, and that's it's it's good, but like it's strange because Dredd always like even in the comics, especially in in the the, the 2012 reboot, like Dredd yeah. always struck me as the type of dude that like no matter what happens, like he keeps his cool. Yeah. He maintains his cool, and like, there are no signs of that whatsoever in this movie. Like, no, he's... <laughs> he's so emotionally everywhere, and it yeah. doesn't help that he's acting opposite of Armand Desante, who is like, just like, good the hell you will outact me, like. <laughs> no, it's it's like like Sylvester Stallone plays Dread as a as an emotionally uh, emotionally held back child. Like yeah, he was like he like he's never been he's never been uh like given anything or 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 I, I, like he doesn't know how to express himself, you know. And it's it's funny because this movie was actually written by Stephen Wish by uh, William Wisher and Stephen D'Souza D'Souza who uh, also wrote and directed uh, Street Fighter, and uh, and they wrote it as a serious. Uh, satire about you know the law and 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 is it morally uh, correct to you know go out there and put the law in, into your own hands? But Sylvester Stallone said, "Oh no, this is a comic book movie. I got to ham it up," you know, and, and that's like, what this turned into. That's the worst part about it is that like he just chose he chose to ham it up. He wanted there to be more jokes in it, and it's like yeah, like goddamn dude, like why 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 like. <laughs> I don't understand. And that's because, like I said, the movie starts off, it starts out so strong. And like... You think so? I Fuck yeah, I think so. Like, I think it, mm. I, like, I, it's, it, for me, it's one of those, like, it's downhill from here, buddy. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, the Batman effect. <laughs> like, hardcore. Yeah. But like, it, it never really climbs back up. Like, there are moments that are fun, but it, it, it really doesn't like climb back from the beginning and like i really like that the that they're having a shootout and like the you know the shootouts led by james reamer because it's 1995 and yeah you gotta have james reamer in your movie somewhere i fucking <laughs> love this james reamer though like he i, I love that he's 
Oops, sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was like, what is that? <laughs> well, I thought that was my phone. I was like, why is it? Because I have such ridiculous garbage <laughs> on my phone. And so I was like, what the hell is happening? But like, you know, I, I fucking, I love that James Reamer is no longer like one of the, uh, one of those that guys to me. Like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Yeah. Like, like a lot of these dudes still room. Like, it took me forever to get through like William Fincher. And like James Reamer <laughs> was one of those dudes who like, I had noticed after a while, I was like, bro, like you're fucking in like everything I love and hate. Like, I feel like <laughs> I, I need to know your name. Like, he's literally in every, like, just awful and good movie I've ever seen. Like, for a while, for a while, he was one of those, like, he, he came out in a bunch of superhero movies where, like, he was the guy that the hero first takes out in the movie. Yeah. Like, he, like, he was in, he was in Judge Dredd. He was in the, in, in, uh, um, that movie with what's his name? Billy Zane, the Phantom. Okay. <laughs> you know, and you know what's so funny that you mentioned that? Because I, I, I mistake him all the time. For the bad guy at the beginning of The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Holy shit, I haven't reviewed that one yet. Yeah. We got Will, we got some things to talk about later. Cause like I really well, want to review the I really want to review both the Phantom and the Shadow. Like <laughs> The Shadow Phantom. It's I got a funny story about the uh, about the Shadow, which which we'll get to when we if we ever do get around to reviewing that one, I'll tell you that. No, but okay. uh to it at some point we're gonna fucking get around to that we'll like, get around to it man i tell you mark my goddamn words but uh <laughs> yeah, so, dude, so yeah i like, was asking you i was asking you like are you sure because like this movie opens up with with uh, rob schneider doing his thing you know but yeah but yeah. but i will i will i will give it credit man uh th- this movie does take the uh the whole um blade runner future and does it pretty well like the, the, the effects look really really good they still hold up. They really do because yeah, it, it's like, all, cause it's all miniatures and stuff. Like they, they yeah, like, like, like it still holds up. It still looks really good. It's still a, a, a really nice looking film. Like at the very least, that's the very least I could say about it. Really, yeah. like it's a nice looking film. And like, yeah, you're right. It does start off with like Rob Schneider, like ham, you know, hamming it up, Rob Schneidering it up. Oh. But like when he gets into like his his building. Uh-huh. Like, and like James Reamer is there, like shooting out his window with like a bunch of other dudes, <laughs> and they just like take him hostage for no reason. Yeah, I was like why? Like the, they can't reach you, and like fucking, like you know, it's it's you have I think it's it's what's her name Diane Lane, mm-hmm. and and Fodder whoever the other guy was I'm just gonna call him <laughs> Fodder, red shirt and red shirt and <laughs> ensign Ricky, but. Uh, <laughs> Judge Ensign, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude. So like, he comes like you know they're they're waiting for backup, and here comes Sylvester Stallone. Which I like, will admit, I, I will admit, freaking looks the part. Like if it's just standing yeah. there, it looks like he would he just jumped directly out of the comic book because in the comic book, uh, uh, Judge Dredd is this huge like yes. muscular. Uh, guy with like his mouth looks exactly like Sylvester Stallone's. It's so good, dude. Even like the so eagle on his shoulder pad, like the, the yeah edge with the chain on it, like the helmet, everything. Like he looks legitimately, and I mean this as a compliment. I really do. He mm-hmm. looks like a cosplayer who's put like quite a bit of money and mm-hmm. time into his costume. 
Like, yeah. He looks like one of the best cosplayers you've ever seen. I mean that in, in, as, in, as, as a compliment. I really do. Because, like, it is impressively accurate. Yeah. Like, the costume is impressively accurate to the comic. And it was designed by fucking Gianni Versace. That's what, I was, that, that's what I was going to bring up, man. Like, the, the, the costume itself, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so high quality. It's amazing. And it, it looks really so, and it looks extremely good. Like honestly, Sylvester Stallone has never looked better. Yeah. Like yeah. anybody like, else, honestly, anybody else, it would have looked goofy. Yeah. He would have looked like a goofy costume on anybody else, but Stallone was like really like he's when he started leaning out a little bit, what? like he wasn't as buff, but he was still really buff. Yeah. Like he started like like I said, he started getting really lean. So he looked really good in the costume. Like it, yeah. it, it like really fucking well he had to fill up a little bit because he he's i mean he's not like a really buff guy he's just really lean muscle right yeah so he had to he had to bulk himself up a little bit for this role yeah and like it it just it it, i don't know if it was so much like his shoulders because like he he just looked really broad like very very wide like because he stands there like hands on his hip yeah, and, like steps off the the lawmaster off of his fucking motorcycle, and yeah. like he's just like standing there, like super badass, like he looks fucking cool, and like like damn, like very cool reveal, and like he just looks up at the fucking like guy shooting out the window, and he goes, um, <laughs> like, yeah. and it, it, I dug it, like I've I've always dug the line, I am the law, yeah, like I dig, I dig the song from anthrax like <laughs> i fucking i love 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 that line i am the law yeah. and like it, it, it's just such a fucking like cool like, i i don't know what the fuck he says after that he's like, uh, uh, and he just goes full on yeah. and i'm like and, and that is where the uh uh that is that is where it kind of ends for me because as soon as he opens his mouth and he says i am the law like the illusion is broken you know, because he goes from being Judge Dredd to Sylvester Stallone dressed as Judge Dredd. Yes, very good. <laughs> you know? like, and, it, and it's funny because, like, he's he's five. Sylvester Stallone, despite what the movies would have you think, he's not a yeah. tall guy. He's five no, foot nine. No, no. He's my height. Yeah. Like, he's okay. he's not this giant, like, Hulk of a human. Like, no. Schwarzenegger's like, what is he? He's like 6'3", six, 6'2". Six, Schwarzenegger's not that tall either. He's yeah. he's only he's he's maybe like yeah he's maybe like six foot six foot one. Yeah, I was like he's not like that tall. They just make yeah. him look like like this impressive monster of a man, and like yeah, he's real good about doing that. Like much like they did with Dread, like they made him look big as shit in this movie. Yeah, like, he, he, he really looks did. huge. He looks huge. And, and like they, they they have him work with smaller people. You know what I mean? Like throughout the rest yeah. of the movie, his his fucking nerdy little sidekick is is Rob Schneider. Yeah. And like, he looks like a fucking hulking mask compared to Rob Schneider. <laughs> well, a chewed up piece of gun look, looks like a huge mask compared to Rob Schneider. And even then, I think they had they still had him on like uh, lifts in his shoes because like Rob Schneider is not that short. You know what I mean? He's not that much mm-hmm. shorter than Stallone. Well, he's I about the same. He's about the same height. Yeah, like there's like one. I think the scene where they run into the the fiery tunnel. Uh-huh. Like the illusion completely drops because they get a shot of both of them, like standing yeah. on opposite sides of the tunnel. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, he's barely <laughs> bigger than Rob Schneider. Yeah. Like, 
at all. <laughs> but like, that's the other thing is Rob Schneider like works out a lot too. You'd never fucking know it. But oh, like, no, Rob Schneider is five foot three. Oh wow, he is short as short. Yeah, he's he not is short. Yeah, like he doesn't look that much shorter than Stallone in the fucking thing. It's weird. Yeah. But that's because but, Rob Schneider himself, like you said, like he does work out. Like he's he's, I mean, he's tiny and he, you know he's he is whatever. But like he's not he's not a, uh, he's not a piece of putty. No, he's not. And like they have him wear baggy clothes in this. Like they made him wear really baggy shit. So yeah. like, it, it's you know, and I I'm I'm you know I'm I'm with the movie so far at this point. And I'm like okay, like I'm in, and yeah. like. You you get you get introduced to the law to the the lawgiver the gun yes the and gun I, the gun I, of all guns one of the greatest weapons in all of fiction all comics yeah dude like I, I honestly I was like the I don't know dude like I don't know what I, I sincerely like Batman's utility belt or the lawgiver like I feel like <laughs> I feel like they man. could I feel like they could both solve a lot of your problems like yeah. That lawgiver is a problem-solving gun. Like, so let me ask like, you something, man. Nor deer, uh, nor man, nor bear. <laughs> like, that <laughs> gun will stop. Like, so, like in your in your in your memory, uh, did did you actually did you read the comics? I, I think I remember uh, you uh, saying that you actually did read the comics. Yeah, I started reading them after this movie. Oh, okay. Like, after the, after the movie came out, I started reading. I actually got like mega into Judge Dredd because of the movie. Like, uh-huh. I got, like, for maybe, like, two or three years, it was one of my favorite comics up until, like, I started, like, really getting into Spawn. Oh, and, okay. like, Spawn just drew me away uh, from Dread a little bit. Because, like, I, I only read, like, I usually read one comic at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, one series at a time. I don't get too deep into, like, a whole bunch of other things. Because, like, I've been caught in that web before. And it kind of started mm-hmm. around this time. Because, like, after Dread came Spawn. And then after Spawn... um I made the mistake of reading more Frank Miller and uh, like Frank Miller took me back into Batman. And like, by that time, like Batman was just way too everywhere and like trying to keep up became very difficult with anything else. But yeah, cause uh, there's was, like 30 different Batman comics. Yeah. Then, and, and like they cross, he crosses over with dread too. Uh. And I, I, I really dug, yeah, I mean, we'll think about it. Batman's a vigilante. He's breaking the law. So yeah. like, it's a good reason for them to get into an argument, mm-hmm. especially when you're a fucking robot like like Dread is. And like, yeah, it, it's the the gun has always been one of my favorite fucking things ever. Like the Lawgiver is one of my favorite fucking things ever. And like, they do such a good job of exploring the badassery of the gun. Like the gun becomes the fucking character all of a sudden. Like, yeah, the the gun is a major like, major is- major focal point of this story, of this particular story. And I wanted to ask you, man, like in the comic is is the gun like the, the because i know that he has different types of ammunition like he's got he's got the regular he's got the armor piercing he's got the fire shot he's got the the split or whatever like all that stuff is in the comics well it, it is and here's the thing is that like they never at least in the comics that i read they never really explained the gun they just kind of like it's 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 a voice activated gun and like mm-hmm. it responds it responds only to your fingerprint and your voice like uh-huh. that's it it's perfected for a judge and like somebody else touches it the gun fucking like reacts violently to it like the gun will fucking explode it in explodes. your hands yeah like it, it will fucking self-destruct it won't allow you to do anything with it so like i had gotten so deep into dread that do you remember walden books in the mall 
Of course, man. I remember my dad would take my brother and I. We would go over there. Uh, we would. My brother and I would uh, uh, would pick up some comics, and then we would go to the arcade while my dad read his his uh, his car comics or his car okay. books. <laughs> remember they had they had that two story that two story yeah. uh, uh, arcade. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> okay, so I was okay. So I, that's where I would go get my comics was Walden Books. We'd go yeah. to the mall like once a week to get my uh, my comics there. And this one day, I back found when, a judge. Back when kids, back when kids could actually hang out, you know. <laughs> oh, and uh, I found um, this Judge Dread picture book, and it was um, the history of Dread. So like it explains a lot of his like bad guys. Um, but one of my favorite things that they did was somewhere towards the middle of the book was uh, mm -hmm. the equi the equipment of a street judge. So, like, oh, okay. it explains that, like, the helmet is bulletproof and, like, the helmet's connected to the computers of Mega City 1 and, uh, like, goes, in, goes directly to, uh, what do you call it, dispatch. So I'm like, okay, like, how neat. Like, I didn't know that the helmet was a communicator. And then it explains to you how the fucking motorcycle works, like, what what kind of fuel it takes, like a bunch of just made up shit. Nice. But my favorite thing about it was there was this whole page that was a blueprint of um, the lawgiver of the gun. And so what it takes, like the, the there's still regular guns out there, right? Uh -huh. And only judges are allowed to carry these guns because what these guns do is it is a fucking do all weapon. It even comes with like flare guns and everything and like flare rounds. And what it does is it has, a you insert a clip and inside the clip is a chemical compound. And the chemical compound is like, it's supposed to be this newly discovered compound that can replicate and remodel anything you need it to. Almost like like nanobots sort of thing. Yeah. So when so when like you you tell the lawgiver um like flare gun or like flare, it fucking sends these little pieces into one of the Ooh. molds. Like it sends them into a mold and then it loads that mold into the chamber and the chamber adjusts to the mold. So, so it like, actually makes its own ammo depending yeah. on what you need. Right. And like Dude, it's it, right. And it's a clip. It will run out. It'll run out of the, of the material because yeah. like it will, it'll fucking build, but then you fire it. So like the material does run itself out, but I did like the, like the barrel adjusts to the round size. Yeah. And it's fucking so neat. Like, the inside of the barrel is supposed to spiral like a barrel of a gun, too. Mm. And I'm like, that's fucking so cool, dude. Like, I love, I loved everything about that. And so it's, it's so neat seeing that, like, I love the design of it. It's so cheesy, but, like, I love the design of it. I do like yeah. that the gun repeats back to you to confirm the order. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, like, I love watching, like, that scene where he's just, like, like rapid fire, like rapid fire, like, fucking, <laughs> yeah. like double whammy, double whammy, and I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, like it's so goofy, dude. Okay, and so like, yeah, so that and 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 in the new version, in the 2012 version, that's mm. that's I mean that's what's so cool ab about it, man, is that it's basically the exact same gun. Yes, you know? and, and I. I, I remember going into this movie like I was not looking forward to the to the reboot because mm. like no I wasn't like I just didn't think anybody was gonna do it right and it was just one of those things where at the time 
it's 2012. Yeah. Like, if there were 10 movies in theaters, fucking eight of them were superhero movies. And, like, <laughs> sometimes they weren't all Marvel and they weren't DC. Like, they were just grabbing comic book stuff, anything that they could to make a comic book movie. And I was like, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, God damn it, they got their hands on Dread. And, like, I really wasn't looking forward to it. But then one of my buddies was telling me, he's like, I have never seen a better action movie. Like, it's one of the best action films I've ever fucking watched. And I'm That's like... That's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it. Because I just kept hearing people say, ooh, it's probably the best, like, action movie of the year. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I was like, Dread? Like, really? Yeah. And, like, I, the, like, legitimately, what sold me on it was it was rated R. Uh -huh. Like, when I found out it was rated R, I was like, okay, somebody there gets it. I don't know who gets it, but somebody gets it. Somebody gets that you can't do a PG version of Dread. Like, it's not Dread. And, like, when I went to go see it, like, oh, my God, dude. I was so blown away. I was so impressed. Like, and that was my first thing. Because, again, the intro for Dread is... is and it it, feel, it almost feels like one of those like see it's it, we're gonna go downhill from here because we we immediately the, the film immediately slows down at the end of both scenes, yeah. But the 2012 version kicks like right back into gear, like because it opens fast. it opens with straight up like like the the mega city, the mega cities surrounded by the cursed earth, and yeah. like we're the judges, we're the bloggers, whatever, and then boom right into a chase scene, yeah. And like, like what it, right what it, over, they hit you right over the head with it. Like the world building of this movie yeah. is done so freaking well that you that you just drop into it and you're automatically in it. One of my favorite 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 things, dude. Like, and it was one of the first things I'd noticed too. Um, was I was like, okay, they went so far as to add that little detail. Um, if you watch over the Hall of Justice, they have a flag over the Hall of Justice. Mm -hmm. And it's the flag from the comic books. Um, it's the American flag, but instead of the 50 stars, there's only six. Yeah. And it's for the six megacities. And I saw the flag in the movie. And I'm like, dude, like, if you fucking, if, if you didn't fuck up the lawgiver, <laughs> if you didn't fuck up the lawgiver, you've already, like, made this movie 90% better than the Stallone film. Yeah. Like, I'm super excited to fucking see that. And, like... You get that scene with the lawgiver in, in, in the original one, and it's fun. It's super fucking cool to watch. But the subtlety and the badassery of fucking Carl Urban standing there, and this guy's trying to negotiate with him. Mm -hmm. And, like, the negotiation is, is like, you give up now, I, I promise you life and in the ISO cubes. Yeah. And, like... Right when he said ISO cubes too, I was like, "Oh, dude! Like somebody read this fucking comic book. Like somebody <laughs> took the time, dude." Yeah. And it's so weird because like they had no characters from the comic outside of Dread at the time. They're, these characters are in the comic now. Like, mm -hmm. Judge, well, I think Anderson and Dread are the only yeah, ones. Yeah, Anderson. From, yeah. But like, Ma was it uh, was it Mama was it Mama a character? After the show, after the after this movie, I thought she was oh. a character prior. Like, no, like Mama was a character after. They had originally, when, when they, they had written this scene for an older woman, like they wanted like a, um, a Kathy Bates type of woman for mom. Yeah, yeah. And like fucking Lena Headey, just like, no. Like she, she proposed the character the way it is. Like just this fucked up man hater. And like just a younger, like man hating, like fucking mm -hmm. evil bitch. And like, 
they went with it and it worked because fucking like just Lena Headey's so good in fucking everything that she does. She really is. Like she's so fucking good in everything that she does. Like you would really believe her to be this fucking evil person because she plays just the worst humans imaginable like Cersei Lannister and like fucking um, Madeline Madrigal from fucking Dread and like and it's so weird because like she's 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 such a sweet person like in interviews I think she's like super adorable and dorky but like she's so good in this she's so natural and she's so scary like she's effortlessly scary like and she doesn't ham it up either like she's not hammy at all like she's got this look she's got this look and she's got this demeanor where the the reason why she's so scary is because she doesn't lose she's totally in control all the time as opposed to armand asante who is just this madman who chews scenery like it's like it's chewing gum you know He fucking chews the seat like it's I'm, grass and he's a goat. It's so good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like like talking trash about it either. Like I love it. Like I'm, I no, love yeah. Armand Asante's performance, dude. Like because I, it brilliantly matches Stallone's. It really does. That and that's what's so funny to me because like as the movie progresses, like Stallone does get hammier and hammier. Like you, you if you wanted to play it like. You want to do something like, again, like we were talking about RoboCop. He should have done it more like Peter Weller. You can be funny and you can be intimidating and you don't ever have to change your tone of voice. Yeah. Like Peter Weller was so good at that. And like Dredd was just this emotional child. Like he would whisper when he was sad. He would yell when he was angry. Like he really does character-wise appeal to like lowest common denominator. Like it's real like, I only have five emotions and I can only do three of them on screen. Like, it's I never real- apologize. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. It's so. <laughs> yeah, man. And then, so, so you get, you get these two bad guys, like two totally yeah. different bad guys, man. Right. And, and like, for example, in, in the, in the 2012 version, there's a scene where where uh, the basically what happens is that is that they 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 get tr- the two judges uh, Dr- uh, Dredd and Anderson get mm-hmm. trapped in get trapped in the building which basically the whole the whole movie takes place in one building which I think is, mm-hmm. is like is like brilliant like it's 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 an amazing introduction to the character if you have never yeah. seen seen anything about Dredd before it's it's a perfect right. introduction to the character it but is. like. She just sits down on the bed, and it's one of my favorite scenes where she sits down on the bed. She kind of like just rubs her head a little bit, and then she says, "She basically says there's a judge in the building, mm-hmm. and I want him dead." Yeah, and the the power that she holds over every single person in that building makes it to where they obey her right away. Because yeah. they fear her so much. And she you don't really see like uh well you do kind of see because at the beginning she she uh she kills uh like three people. But yeah. you don't really you, and, and you're told that she she took over the building that basically had three gangs on, yeah. on different she just, so she just took it over. Yeah. So you know how 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 uh, how dangerous she is. Yeah. And her 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 danger to the judges is not 
is not her her uh, uh, physical capabilities. It's the fact no. that she has control of the entire building. And like she, her even like when she's when she's like, she gets on the announcement, and she like she tells everybody, like there are two judges in my building, and I. And I like when she fucking like her threat, dude. She goes. If I find out that anybody's harboring or helping them, I will kill you, your entire family, and the generation that precedes you. Like, yeah. It's just brutal, dude. I was like, holy yeah. fuck, dude. And, like, like the fucking, like, no pun intended, but the balls on her. Like, yeah. she's crazy. And, and like, you, you get this really good, What and I really love that, like, the exposition isn't hand-fed to you. Yeah, like it's it's used as information given to Dread that he needs, and the rest of us hear it. The rest of us are seeing it, and that's how you want to do, like your exposition. You want to just you want to incorporate it in a way, mm-hmm. like you know when he mentions like like it's not these gangs anymore. Now it's the Mama Clan. Like who's Mama, and then just hear who the here's yeah. who she is. It's yeah. brilliant. Like really quick, really to the point. Like, it's not spoon-fed or, like, you understand, guys? Here, we'll explain it a different way. Everybody like, get that? <laughs> yeah. Like, real, like, all he had, like, he could have just turned and, like, everybody get that? Bad bitch. Like, she bad, me good. And the story. And, like, you, you get this fucking incredible story of an entire apartment building on lockdown. Yeah. And just after these two cops. It's very Raid Redemption. Like, but before Raid Redemption, I think. I to, yeah, I that, that's that's one of the criticisms that this movie got was that it, they, everybody kept saying, "Oh, the, because this movie actually came out after Raid Redemption." Oh, okay, uh, it was was, after was, Raid was released. However, this movie started production before Raid Redemption. Right, 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 they, right. So, so this movie was in production, uh, like before, uh, or actually, like they were put in production at the same time. But this one started first, and then but this, this one... one was released second. But this is an actual comic book from Dread, like from like '89, where like the exact same thing happens. Like he, but it's I think he's by himself, but yeah. he's stuck in an apartment building, and they send like everybody in the apartment after him. Like that was like old. That's an old school Dread story. So, so like it's neat to see it updated. Yeah, and 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 extremely well the way it was, you know. Yeah, it's so, very Punisher. Like, and I think that's what's so good about it. Like, is it's uh, very Punisher. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. They just stuck in an apartment building with a bunch of bad guys. And um, it's simple. It's to the point. You don't have to tell too big of a story. Like, it's it's unfortunate that Lionsgate has opted to not proceed any further with this version of Dread. Like, yeah. if they want to do something with Netflix, they just, like, don't know if they're going to do an animated series or if they're going to do the actual, like, television series or if they're going to do just another movie. Uh, Carl Urban really wants to come back as Dread, and he is, man, his contract expired. Uh, I think like a, a year or two ago, but in every single every single time they bring it up, he's like, "Yeah, man, like I'm 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 just waiting for them to bring it up," you know. Yeah. And I think that they are actually going to be doing a TV series mm-hmm. uh, with Carl Urban re- uh, uh, returning, but yeah. I think it's going to be more like a Mega City One kind of. Uh, cop show where Dread yeah. is not in every. He's not the focus of the series. He's not the focus of the series. Yeah, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Yeah, I had read something about like them wanting to do something about Mega City One. Yeah, and like where it was going to be a bunch of the stories of like all the judges, and it's because you have such a vast array of villains 
mm-hmm. in Judge Dredd, and like we have never ever ever gotten to see like the Joker to his Batman Judge Death. Like we've never yeah. gotten to see him on screen, and like or the Four Horsemen of uh, of the the uh, the what's it called? Uh, the the yeah the Four Horsemen of the Court, mm-hmm. like Supreme Court. I'm not sure what it, what it's called, but it's just like fucking it's. Uh, the four horsemen represented as judges. Yeah, those, those are villains. Like the Angel family from the Stallone movie are villains in the fucking comic book series. And like he just like wiped out three of them. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they they kind of they kind of uh, a little bit threw everything into the into the Stallone movie, which I I kind of wanted to get to uh, Armando Sante real quick. Uh, you know the the 2012 version had uh, Lena Headey who who was an amazing uh, villain. But then you contrast that with with uh, with Armando Sante, and his his entrance into the movie was was he goes to like he, he's there at at a prison and he breaks himself out, and then he goes to a a, a pawn shop where he gets a lawgiver, and he kills the pawn shop owner, and he activates a robot, and as the robot is activating, he picks up the the cigar from the dead hand of the. Of the of the the pawn shop owner, and he smokes it. It's so like he's so over the top in his hokiness, and like even those things, the ABC Warriors, the ABC Robot Warriors, those are from the comic book. Are and they? like, yeah, yeah, they had there's ABC Robot Warriors in the comic book. They're like the Ed Two Hundred Nine of like it's an Ed Two Hundred Nine of Judges Robocop. Oh, I wanted like, that toy so bad, dude. Like this the, movie, this movie came out when I was fifteen years old, right? And then, yeah. like, like I, I didn't see it till like a year later after it came out. Like, I rented it on video, yeah. and I wanted that toy so bad, dude. It looks so cool. Yeah, the ABC Robot Warriors yeah. fucking shit, dude. And like, it, it, I, I, I adored fucking. Like, I go back and I watch it because I watched it earlier this week, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, <laughs> the movie looks so good, but God damn, what a fucking like! I don't know what kind of movie I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's so everywhere, and like. You get this really weird moment in the prison where, like, I guess the warden just wanted to talk shit to Armando Sante's character, Rico. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. He just, like, I want to talk shit to you. And, like, here's something that somebody sent you in the mail. Like, oh, yeah, just don't go through it, I guess. Like, I I guess contraband's not a thing in the future in Mega City 1. But, like, (laughs) he just, like, he's, like, talking about uh, like they asked him like what it is, and he goes it's a gift. It contains the meaning of life, and the guy's like, huh, huh, huh. and what is the meaning of life, Rico? And he just like pulls this thing into like this fucking Tetris gun. Yeah, and he, he Megatron's it into into a gun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a transformer, just like. <laughs> and he just like turns and like fucking like looks at the guy. And, like, in just, like, I don't know if he was, like, trying to channel his inner exorcist. Like, it's like, it ends. And just shoots him in the throat. I was like, what the, what the fuck? And, like. And he's, you know, he, he's, he gets shot in the throat. Not only does he get shot in the throat, but he, like, actually, like, turns around and starts walking away and is able to talk still. You know, minded like he's kind of scratchy his voice or whatever, but it's so funny because they have like the the prison room that he's in, like they just have guns trained on him all the time, like he yeah. can't move, and these guns are automatically like pointed at him, 
And the guy gets shot in the throat and he goes, Hector arms. <laughs> and the fucking gun just Ed 209s his ass and turns and points at him like, voice not recognized. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? And he runs and the damn things just like blow him away. That and is kind of funny, dude. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, wait a minute, man. Like, could you have gotten away from those guns the whole time? Like, why did you need him to bring you this whatever? Like, he's super convoluted. And, like, same thing when he gets to the pawn shop. Like, there's, like, this, like, British pawn shop owner. And, like, he gives him his box. And when he opens it, like, there's the, the lawgivers on it. And he's like, wait a second. Don't touch it. Like, he's, like, sounds so much like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Why is that? What's the lawgiver? You, you touch that, it'll take your arm off. He grabs him like, gee, how about that? Look at that. I'm a big judge. And I'm like, why are you calm all of a sudden? Like, you never know what kind of like reaction he's gonna have. Yeah. Like, it, and that's what judge, so judge, judging him. by every single other uh, choice that he's made in his performance, you would halfway expect him to go like, well, look at that. I might be a judge. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, dude. Like he, he I don't, I don't know, man. He, he's, he, he's kind of, he's cuckoo, dude. <laughs> like he reminds me but of But it's Daffy great Duck. though. Like it, it fits, it fits the aesthetic of this movie so <laughs> well. Okay, but man, holy shit, really think about this because it's starting to fuck with me. Like, really think about this for a second. So, like, when faced with adversity, Judge Dredd keeps getting into these cartoonishly ridiculous situations that he keeps escaping, right? He keeps getting out of these dumb fuck situations where, like, he, he, he escapes relatively unscathed with his little sidekick, right? And, like, every time Armand Sante is on screen... Like, if something goes wrong, he reacts radically different each time. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes he gets really mad and quiet, and sometimes he just starts screaming his fucking head off. And, like, bro, like, we're we're seriously, like, two jokes away maybe from, like, like just duck season, rabbit season. Like, <laughs> it's so goofy. Like, now that I'm, like, I'm, I'm just, it's just hitting me right now. Like, it's uh -huh. just occurring to me, like, how cartoonish they are. And even like when they're fighting with each other at the end, when they're having that argument and he was like, like, what does he say to him? Like so, something about like, you try to control his like life, a means to an end. You betrayed the law, law. <laughs> duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. Like. It's so hokey, and I'm like, it's just occurring to me that it was it's super Looney Tunes, like he really is like Armando Sante's really Daffy Duck, like why well, I, I like, just think that he was trying he was trying to stay uh, uh, keep up with Stallone's Hemi acting, and oh my god, dude, because no. Stallone was just again like you he just does not know what kind of dread, Judge Dredd he wanted to be, and immediately uh. like when he he takes the helmet off and we never see it again. Like, we see it yeah. at the end of the movie. Like, he wears... No, I'm sorry. He wears the helmet, like, when they arrest him. So, which, is like, like, which is like a controversy on its own, man. It, it really is, considering that fucking... Even Carl Urban, who's such a tremendous fan of, of the comic book series, was real like, I'm not taking my helmet off. Yeah. Like, the, the director was even like, no, I'm not really, like... 
holding on too hard to that. And he's like, no, I am. I don't ever want to take my helmet off in this. If I'm going to do this, I don't ever want to take my helmet off. Yeah. He never does. Like Carl Urban never once takes the helmet off in the fucking movie. And like, it was one of the things that like got everybody going. It was one of the things that like the fans that went to go see the movie uh, were like, holy shit, dude. Like he never took his helmet off. Like throughout the whole movie, you never see his face. It's amazing. Like in my understanding uh, in the comics, he's only taken his helmet off once and it was actually like like blurred out or there was like a like a like a black he, bar put over his like they didn't actually show his face or was in shadow. Yeah, he he was cast in shadow. Like they've they've had, I think maybe like maybe at this point, like three or four panels of him without his helmet. Mm-hmm. But like you like you get like the back of his head. Yeah. And you, you get like his eye, like you can see his eye in the dark, but the rest of his face is covered up. Like very mm-hmm. Frank Miller in the drawing yeah like you never see him you never see his fucking face and in this one he just like helmets off i'm like what the (laughs) and it's funny because like in the movie in the movie itself in the stallone movie when he did take his helmet off the the way it was directed or the way that it was it it was uh the way i perceived it in the movie was that this was like a culmination of like this was supposed to be a big deal you know yeah like this was supposed to be like you know how in the South Park movie they made a big deal about the fact that you saw Kenny for the first time. Like yeah, this is like this was like kind of like that thing. Like oh well, in our movie you're actually gonna see what he looks like. Yeah, and that and apparently that that they 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 played it off like it was supposed to be this this uh, uh, revelation that fans have been waiting for, but it turns yeah. out that that it it, it like people didn't really like it. <laughs> No, nobody likes the idea of Dread without his helmet. Like, I don't want to know what he looks like. Because like, that's part of his character, right? Like, the part, the thing yeah. about, about the fact that he does wear a helmet that he never takes it off is because you can project yourself into his uh, into his character. Like, he, you're not supposed to know what he looks like because he's not supposed to have an ethnicity. He's not supposed to have... Uh, he's, he's he's basically like a, like a moldable character. Yeah, you can project yourself onto Dread. You can project whatever you want onto Dread, which is why it's so mm-hmm. fucking good. And, like, I remember there was, like, this really big, like, not really big. It was just one of those things that, like, fans, there was a backlash in, like, uh, for Dread, for the 2012 Dread mm-hmm. from UK fans. Because the writer and the artist are both, like, from the United Kingdom. They're both from the yeah. UK. And, like, everyone assumed over there that Dread was British. Yeah. So, like, when they were like, what the fuck is this? Like, why isn't he British? Like, fuck the Stallone movie. Like... How did you fuck that up? And like, <laughs> people were like, whoa, wait a minute. Even Carl Urban responded to that by saying like, dude, like we have never once, like never once in the comic has, has Mega City One been said it's to be in, in England or America or Canada or anywhere. Well, they know that it's in America. Yeah, like they, in this they, one, it's, they, it's noted it's America now. They do they do show that it is that it is in America, but the thing is, yeah. is that there's no nationalities anymore in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, it's between Boston and it's supposed to be between Boston and DC, according to the movie. Yeah, and but like, but there's no nationalities. In fact, yeah, in fact, like, everybody everybody has the exact same accent. Uh, right. There are there are no more ethnicities because everybody's right. just guess, mixed in together. Yeah, and I guess that that just some of the British fans thought that everyone sounded British, and like it's the same thing. Like it's the the pigheadedness of Americans. Like you just assume you're supposed to be American. Yeah, and like. It it, I, it was so weird because the thing I, I, I really, I, I liked but vehemently disliked 
uh, about the original Dread movie, especially later on becoming a fan of the comic. But they tried very difficult, like, they tried really hard um, to humanize him. Yeah. And going so far as to give him a first name, like Judge Joseph mm-hmm. Dredd, which is... He never uh, had a name in the comic? No, his name's Dredd. Oh. Like his name, his name is Judge. First name, or like his name is Dredd. First name <laughs> Judge. Like, like you Middle know, name like, Justice. Yeah, dude. Like that, that whole joke. Like the, like what's Mister T's first name? Like first name Mister Middle Middle name period last name T. Yeah. Like just Judge Dredd is his name, and like I hated that. Like it, Joe. His name would be Joe. It would be Joe. Joe Dread. Okay, dude. But like that's so gonna, dumb. Well, we're gonna let everybody stew on that for a little bit while we take a real quick break uh here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. We'll be right back, guys. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGB Titan Radio.com. We play everything local, like hip hop. Rock. Watch them blow and country. Back to my back now, driving down if you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at yerb let me know dude call me back bro this club is popping off right now man i'll send you the location dude get out here look man i get it you're social distancing but come on man let's go to the mall let's go have some lunch don't be that guy covid19 is serious always wash your hands always wear a mask and only go out for the essentials this message is brought to you by rgvtitanradio.com we are the 956 You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. Hello, everybody. We're back on the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956, talking about uh, Judge Joseph Dredd Esquire awesome. and uh, <laughs> his uh, his very, very American name. Um, or would, would that be a biblical name, Joseph? Yeah, I don't know. I guess, well, I mean, it depends on what Bible you read, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh Let's talk about the stories real quick of, of, of both movies, because despite the fact 
that uh, uh, they both have a lot of similarities. The um, the one the Stallone movie is I want to say like your run of the mill superhero kind of movie, or or at 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 best it's it's a uh, um, what is it like like a. a like a, a, I, a story think, about about a guy getting back his identity. I think it has one of the more convoluted plots for a superhero movie. So, you like, think so? I think it has a ridiculously convoluted plot. Okay, watch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through the entire plot of Judge Dredd, 1995, really quickly. Okay, okay? all right. Do, as best, do it as best as I can here. So, <laughs> I got my popcorn ready. Okay, so. Judge Dredd and Judge Rico used to be partners. Judge Rico uh, decided that he didn't want to be a judge anymore, and he betrayed the law. So Judge Dredd had him arrested and placed in the ISO cubes. From there, Judge Rico and Judge Son of a Bitch, what's his name? The guy from Hunt for Red October, and and I forget the guy's name. The guy from Hunt for Red October, he was in uh, in the Mouth of Madness. I the hate the guy. Yes. Uh, Max von Sydow. No, not mm-hmm. Max von Sydow. The guy underneath him. Uh, the... Judge Griffin. Jurgen Prashnow. Yeah, 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 there you go, Jurgen Prashnow. Thank you, son <laughs> of a bitch. That was gonna haunt me. Okay. <laughs> Somehow, um, Judge Gr- Judge Griffin, Jurgen Prashnow. And Rico have come mm-hmm. together, I guess through prison correlation. They never really explained this. And uh-huh. they decide that they're going to frame Dread. How are they going to frame Dread? Well, Rico and Dread aren't really partners, they're brothers. Oh, okay. But they're not really brothers, they're clones. Okay. <laughs> so, Rico and Dread have the exact same fingerprints alone. The exact same DNA. Exact same DNA, that's right. So fucking Rico kills these two reporters that already don't like judges, walks into their house, murders them on camera wearing a judge outfit with the badge that says Dread. And then the computer points out during his trial, yes, he goes to jail and trial. During his trial that the DNA, uh, the DNA on the lawgiver has a perfect match to Judge Joseph Dredd. It's a lie! The evidence has been falsified. I never broke the law. I am the law. <laughs> I fucking love that scene. So, like, Dredd goes to jail. Dredd breaks out of jail. Dredd tries to get his name back. Okay. That's the plot of Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. The plot of 2012 Dredd is that Dredd took a rookie on assignment and a bunch of people tried to kill him. Big mistake. <laughs> simple. To the point. Simple, to the point, and for some That's reason, the good I think one, is, a, is a better character study or better character yeah. look into the character of Dredd himself than the Stallone one was. That, tri- that gave him a backstory. That gave yeah. him a history. You know, and like, whereas I really do, and I do, I appreciate the effort in doing a dread movie where, like, they like, like, they, they, they try to fuck it when the law fails dread, 
Like that's a very common thing in the Judge Dredd series. Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is the law right when it's wrong this way? And like, when I feel like it's wrong and here's the law failing him. Great idea, mm-hmm. bad movie. And then like comes in this, uh, I'm sorry, I, that, was, that was most of the plot to, Dredd, to Judge Dredd, excuse me. It, it continues. Rico is now going to clone a bunch of Ricos and they're all going to be little evil Ricos. I, mm. yeah. And Jen's I'm going to be a father. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, holy fuck, like after I explained all that, I'm like, I feel like I'm forgetting more of Judge Dredd. Like I was, there's a whole cloning thing going on. Well, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of I guess you could call them subplots that that are going on in the in the uh, in the background of the movie, you know? Yeah. Like you got you got uh, you got that going on. You got uh, uh, Dread trying to get back to the city. You've got Anderson trying to clear him. Uh, he, like it's 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 just a bunch of it's it's very big and and it's very uh, um, very of its time. I want I want to say because at the time. You know, movies were getting bigger. This was at the the, you know, when when summer blockbusters was just like starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, yeah. and uh, like it was it was uh, um, it's very I, I'm I'm not gonna say overblown because despite how big the movie is, it actually does handle itself. Like it 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 doesn't seem like it gets out of control in my eyes. It, it doesn't, but it's because like it seems. It, I I don't I don't know how long the original is, but it's fucking long. It's the exact same length as as the the remake. Get the fuck out of here! They are the exact time. same. They they are an hour and twenty minutes, dude. Both of them. That is some fucking real absurdity. <laughs> that is some real fucking absurdity. But you know, it's weird because and I, it it's so strange that I come back to this all the time, like. Certain movies, and I noticed this a lot in sci-fi movies, in like, in fucking post-apocalyptic sci-fi movies, they're fucking westerns. Yeah, it's just a western movie. Like, like Judge Dredd is a courthouse western, and like, fucking uh, Dread twenty twelve is a fucking like this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Like, kind of western, and even the way they really ham shit up. Like, if you really think about it, like. 1995's Judge Dredd, like Sylvester Stallone plays Dredd like John Wayne would have played Dredd. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, I am the law, Pilgrim. Like, <laughs> he plays it really hammy and really hokey and really loud and yeah. really goofy, whereas fucking Carl Urban is like Clint Eastwood, like kind of Westerns, like, do you feel lucky? Like, very much. There's, there's this fucking, this moment that is so fucking Clint Eastwood uh, to me. And like, it's where they're in the elevator together and like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the 2012 Dread, Anderson is a psychic. Yeah. And um, cause there, there's mutants in Judge Dread, and some of them have psychic abilities. So like, they're in the elevator and she goes, sir, he's thinking about going for your gun. And Dread goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, real like, I'm sure he is like, yeah. Oh, and he changes mind. <laughs> and yeah, she goes. He just changed his mind. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know he did. I know he did. Even like that line and the, 
sir, this is like, it's him. He's the guy who, who threw those people off the atrium. Yeah. And he goes, are you sure? She goes, I'm 99% sure. And when he walks up to him, he goes, well, I can't execute a purple 99%. You sure you don't want to just confess? Save me a lot of paperwork. <laughs> like, real Clint Eastwood. Yeah. It's, 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 there's, there's a, such a different type of badassery to fucking um, Carl Urban. And might I add that, like, Carl Urban has one of the best Batman voices I have ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. Like, it's such a great, great Batman voice. And, like, excuse me. There, I don't know, man. Like, in, in my opinion, it's hard to compare the two because, like, they really don't compare like Judge Dredd is just this really hokey movie, and um, and it's funny because you you uh, like I want to compare compare the the performances because you have uh, Sylvester Stallone right who who I'm I'm I will never ever knock for being a bad actor because he is really he's he really is actor. a phenomenal actor he can act when he wants to right yeah. but in in this one. Uh, he, he, he keeps saying like, I am the law. Like he, he hoaxed it yeah. up real big. But yeah. when, when Carl Urban says it, like he goes, like he says, mama is not the law. I am the law. Like you feel the weight in his, in his voice. Like he, he's, yeah, he's, he's it's not like he, he's so sure of himself. He's so sure of, of what he is there for. That he doesn't have to play it up. He doesn't have to do that. He's like, I am the law, you know? He, he has such an expression to a face that you can't even see when he delivers that line. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so fucking, like... Because here's the thing. How many other people could you maybe switch out with Carl Urban and have that same performance? I mean, line for line, like, given the exact same performance. Like, I can't really picture too many people in that mm -hmm. role like doing it like maybe like so like Tom Hardy um Ben Affleck's, <laughs> Affleck's got a great uh jawline hello us. hello I am the law <laughs> done <laughs> yeah, I'm the so law. <laughs> so here's the thing like like this is this is why directed so, by Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is why he was so good because Carl Urban grew up on Judge Dredd. He is a hardcore Judge Dredd fan. He is one of the I, I, I think I remember reading that he actually has a collection of every single 2080 comic that, that's ever been published. Yeah, dude. Like he was it, like the the fact that they offered him the role that was it's gotta be one of those things that fucking like sends shockwaves in you because like yeah it's one thing to be a fan for so long. And now it's another like dude we're gonna make a fucking big ass movie about this and we want you to play that person. Yeah. Like he took it to heart. He took yeah. it really fucking seriously. Like, and, and like, you know, when you turn around, you look at Stallone's performance and I, I, I feel like I'm joking here, but I'm really not. You could have easily replaced Sylvester Stallone with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, I'm, I wish I was kidding. Like, I think Hulk Hogan could have delivered the exact same performance that Stallone did. Like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna argue with that on that. I'm not gonna argue with that on on that on that point because, yeah, like the the acting ability that it took to 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 do this performance, mm -hmm. is right on par with Hulk Hogan's abilities. It is. Look at fucking. I'm. I'm. And I. I. Okay. 
Suburban Commando. <laughs> thank you. I was about to say, and I'm like, switch out Stallone with Hogan, and switch out Rob Schneider with fucking um, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. fucking, can you imagine that? You could have jumped out the window. Forty floors. It's suicide, maybe, <laughs> but it's legal. Like, I could fucking, it's. I knew you'd say that, brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, holy shit. You know what though? I will give Stallone one thing. He he came up with, and I don't. I feel like this was all him. Like, cause the scene, and they do it in they do it in the 2012 Dread too. Like when when you commit a crime, he recites to you the crime, and he recites to you the punishment. Like yeah. this is what's gonna happen to you for the crime that you have committed right now. And like Stallone does that really well. And there's that moment in the beginning where he's reading to James Reamer like all the shit that he's done. And when he tells him the last thing was the the execution of a street judge. And Reamer goes, let me guess, life. And Stallone turns around and just shoots him and goes, death, courts adjourned. I fucking love courts adjourned. That is pretty dope. (laughs) I fucking love, like, I was like, bro, a one-liner for a guy who's a judge, jury, and executioner. Courts adjourned. Come on. That was tight. Like... (laughs) I am the law is from the comic. Like courts adjourned with Stallone. Like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, there was a certain badassery to that too. And I guess that's what's just so weird is is it's two different takes on such a fucking wildly weird and interesting story as it is. And it's it's very hard because so many comic book fans, like myself included, will tell you the same thing. Like, why don't you just follow the comic books? Well, because when, when they do that, we end up hating the movie. Like, yeah. look at fucking Punisher Warzone. Punisher Watchmen. Warzone. Or Watchmen. Like, Punisher Warzone is one of the most comic book accurate comics I've ever, like, movies I've ever seen. And That's the first thing I thought when I watched it. I'm like, oh my god, this is, exa- this is exactly like the comic. Because, yeah, exactly because like it's, it's cartoony, it's, it's just straight up, like, it's a bloodbath. Yeah, dude, he even, he, like, all of his lines are almost straight out of the comic. Like, I wish I could get my hands on God and fucking let me put you out of my misery. Like, these are yeah. all comic lines. Yeah. And, like, everyone hated it. And I, <laughs> that's why I tell people, like, fuck you. You don't want a comic book movie. You want to be entertained. Yeah. Like, don't tell me you want a comic book movie because when they fucking do it exactly like the comic, you assholes hate it. And, yeah. like, it, it, it's, it's such a fucking, like, fine line because... I can't imagine, now that I think about it, like, I've never really looked too deep into it, but, like, I can't imagine how hard it is to actually make a comic book movie. Like, I I understand that people are always going to be pissed about, like, the accuracy. I understand that. But, like, to do a comic book movie, like, you have to entertain. You don't have ten issues to entertain people. You got an hour and a half. Yeah. You got to fucking do something, like, you got to find the right story. You got to find a good enough thing, because... Nobody wanted to touch comic books after Superman. Like Superman did well, but everybody was afraid of touching comic books. Like yeah. there's no, there's like, like, yeah, of course you fucking did amazing. It's Superman. Let's try it with Batman. And it works with Batman. Okay. Let's start throwing some shit at the wall. And everything fucking fails till 2008. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty yeah. bad. Think about it, dude. Like. Like with comic- a few exceptions, of course, with like Spider-Man yeah, or Blade. Spider-Man, Blade, like you had a few of them, but, but like, look, but look at what, look at bro, what they did. Rocketeer, they, they, the Shadow, the Phantom, like 
There's like so many with, comic books. With Blade, they changed everything about everything. it. Everything. You yeah. know? With uh with uh uh the shadow, uh it was it was pretty faithful, wasn't it? Yeah, and it failed. Yeah. It was fair, it was fairly faithful. Like um your villain was made up for the movie. What's his name? She won on the last descendant of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Anybody who knows anything about history knows that that is impossible. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you wish you were the last descendant, motherfucker. As long as there's people on this planet, there's a descendant of Genghis Khan. Good 12%, 12% of the human population on this planet is descended from Genghis Khan. <laughs> and it's, it's and that's an that's a low estimate, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a, I was gonna say that's a fairly like that's from what they know, like. Yeah. It's a fair, like, estimate that is probably way higher. And, like, I have seen so many comedies about that where people are like, like, what the fuck? Why do I have Mongolian in me? And, like, oh, that was Genghis Khan. He fucked somebody in your bloodline. Like, then you do about that, homie. Like, that's just the way that went. But, yeah. like, yeah, dude, like, you, you, you have to find this really strange, like, like, border there. Like, it's, and it's hard. It's hard to find that because even when you have really, really, really good villains, like mm -hmm. do you jump head first into that villain, or do you like slowly make your way to that villain? Well, maybe you don't have time to slowly make your way. This might be the only movie we make of this. Like, we're not like no superhero movie outside of like the DC and Marvel universe are going to be guaranteed more than one movie. Exactly. Like, no superhero. Like, like even Spider-Man doesn't, doesn't get that guarantee. Like what? this, like the the 2012 movie was actually written with it with it being a trilogy in mind. Like they, they yeah, the original sweet. plans was for it to be a trilogy. Yeah, and like we never got it. Like we and no. the movie did the movie made its money back and then some. It did fine. It just it, it got it made its money. It it uh, drew profit after yeah. five years on video. Yeah, yeah, and like, but still, it's one of those like, nah, it didn't it didn't shit out the kind of money we wanted it to. We're not gonna do it again. Yeah, and they say that in order in order for it to like even even uh, for them to even think about a sequel, it has to triple its money. Yeah, like and this was uh, the, the 2012 dread had a budget of about forty five million dollars, which is like peanuts compared to some of the other movies that are out. And you but, see every goddamn dollar on that screen. Yeah, you do. Every fucking dollar. This is the only movie that I can think of immediately, like off the top of my head, that I enjoyed the 3D in like yeah. and that's because I, the 3d was done post-production it wasn't yeah. shot in 3d and like because you don't need it you really don't need it like no. i saw it in 3d and i was like this is fun like it adds excuse me like it adds something to the story with the drug with the slow-mo drug well like, you can see here's the thing that we haven't talked about and and, and i really look like want to really want to dive into this the the main thing or like like the 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 catalyst for this story for for this movie is the drug called slow-mo okay and when there's a sequence where the uh the characters take the drug the colors and the way it's shown on screen is yeah. done so amazingly and you get the feeling like because not only is it visual but the sound design when uh when when it happened because everything slows down and there's this like ethereal uh uh 
like I guess song or whatever you can call it in the playing in the background. I think it's actually a Justin Bieber song, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not kidding about that. Like it's actually a Justin Bieber song, like slowed way, way, way down. Yeah. But it has this it has this effect. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was really high and really drunk. Mm-hmm. And and then this part came on and I swear, I swear every single time the character in the movie took slow-mo, I felt like I was in it, and I felt like it was like 12 hours long, the the the, the sequence. And it's so fascinating, too, because, like, the gist of that drug, like, like originally, like, he had wanted it to be more of a, a cocaine-addled thing. Like, it was yeah. supposed to, like, really speed you up. And, like, the... the it, it's... Somebody registered the way they, they were designing the ideas behind it like someone had registered it differently because the the idea was we want them to be able to think faster and the guy had said well then everything would slow down like everything was trying to be think faster and like that's interesting because like he's not wrong so when i watched that scene those scenes were like okay like the one where he like like kicks the doors in and everybody's just like shot up on this shit Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just fired like on on slow-mo and everything's moving really slow and like you see him kick in kick the door in you see him stand there he starts firing his gun like you can see the sweat beating off of him yeah and like it's this whole thing where like the idea behind the drug almost seems like you can think and you can and you can feel and you can respond emotionally on the inside of your head you're totally understanding everything that's happening around you. You can't react. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot react to how you're feeling it, which is such a strange idea for a drug. So, yeah. like, everybody in the room gets mm-hmm. shot in the fucking face anyway. But, <laughs> like, they're, they're watching the bullets, like, hurl at them, and they can't move. They can't do anything. Like, it's the same thing, like, when they shot the guy up. Like, hit him with a little slow-mo before you throw him over the edge. And which they, was such guys, a sadistic little thing, like a sadistic yeah. scene, man. Because, like, nothing is slowing down. You're falling at fucking regular speed. They show that when these guys bounce off the ground. Yeah. Like, you see how slow it is for them. Mm -hmm. Like, they're registering, like, holy shit, I am falling 40 fucking floors. (laughs) Like, that sucks, dude. Like, that really sucks. Yeah. And, and, um... Yeah, the, and and that's that's another thing that that uh, that these two movies have. They have distinct visual visual uh, styles. Uh, I I from what I've seen, uh, the 1995 Stallone version is actually closer in 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 visual like it's visual to to uh, to the comics yeah. because the comics, despite the fact that they are like I guess you could say R-rated comics, like they are violent, they are gory, like they are. Uh, you know they're they're very comic book looking. They're very cartoony, right? Yeah, yeah. This one, uh, the the 2012 one, is very. Uh, I mean, it's it's dingy. It's got this yellow hue. Uh, the the some of the colors are 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 washed out to uh, yeah, to, but, to to convey the uh, especially during the slow mo sequences. Yeah, the entire but, movie looks like it's covered in rust. Yeah, and and it's very lived in. It's very it's very old looking, yeah. and it's extremely gritty. They they look like they legitimately they look like two different types of acid trips really, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> because the first one is is very like neon lights and fucking the Blade Runner. It looks very yeah, Blade very Runner. Blade Runner. And, like, yep. 
I don't I don't use that lightly. Like it really does look like Blade Runner, like hardcore. And like the other one looks like the inside of a fucking rusty generator. Like, <laughs> but it looks good. Like not to not to say that's like a bad thing. Like it looks really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. They they both look both movies visually are very stunning. They're mm-hmm. both really stunning fucking movies. And both of them have like just this wild, diff- wildly different aesthetic. I mean, it really is comparing The Dark Knight to Batman Forever. Yeah. Like, it- and I would, I would like, uh, I, I would like to think that uh, Dread, the Dread version, is actually like the real world version. And then yeah. in that world, somebody made a, a movie about Dread, and it was actually Judge Dread. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It really like does. Judge Dredd is the movie that the people in Dredd would go watch. <laughs> right, right. And like make fun of it and shit like that. Yeah. Like it's it, it's weird. It it really is like fucking Stallone is the equivalent of, of bat nipples. Like <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's 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 so goofy, man. And you get you get such a fucking just wide, like really weird cavalcade of two different stories. Like like the first one is is very slapsticky uh and like it tries to be dark and gritty in these really weird moments like like okay one of my favorite favorite scenes in that movie was the the introduction of the angel family i thought it was so cool until i actually read comics with the angel family in it yeah and i'm like these guys are way fucking darker than what like a couple because in fucking judge dread they make them look like a couple of fucking like hillbillies they're hillbillies. Like, they're 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 yeah. they're straight up hillbillies. Yeah, just a couple of like you got a pretty mouth, boy. Where yeah. like fucking like in the comic books, like they're survivalists. They don't live in the mega city. They live in the cursed earth. Uh huh. Like they don't they don't reside in mega city. Like they they're fucking they 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 dwell in the cursed earth, dude. Like they hunt vulture. Like they eat people. Like they're fucked up individuals. And in the movie, they like they just. <laughs> I want his cheekbones and like what the fuck is this shit, dude? Like, but you gotta admit, man, that makeup job that they did on on uh, uh, on the on the big robot looking guy, yes, is phenomenal. Makeup job, <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. Like, it looks, it still looks really fucking. Again, the movie looks good, dude. Yeah, like for a 1995 sci-fi film, like I was blown away how much it held up. I've got a fucking uh, high definition television, man. Like mm-hmm. you can't hide anything on that nope. fucking thing. And like it looks good, especially that yeah. that uh, that motorcycle chase with the, the the hover bike. It looks fucking cool where they're it chasing really each good. other and, like, and they crash through the real fucking again Blade Runner. Yeah, like, it looks real Blade Runner. Like it it still looks really neat the way it's shot. Yeah. Like it's very fucking like animated, but it still looks good. Yeah, it's and very cartoony. Very cartoony. The chasing but, is super cartoony. It's very Roadrunner and fucking Coyote. And now, now correct me if I'm wrong, man. And and this this is my assessment of from from what I've gathered. Um, Judge Dredd, in in and of himself, he's not a very, uh, a, a not a very interesting character because he's very one note. He's very black and white, right? Uh, the, 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 the character, the character the in the comic. Yeah, the interesting things are the people around him, which is how they want to do that show, apparently. And that's and that's why I think uh, the 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 uh, the 2012 one works better as as a film on its own because uh it in my opinion i think that the that the main character of that movie is anderson yeah she is 
because because uh, uh, you have this character of Dread who's already well rounded, who already knows who he is, who already uh, like is is basically the rock of the uh, uh, of the duo, right? And right. everything that you learn about the world or or about the job of being a judge is learned through the eyes of Anderson. Yeah, and it's all and it's all uh, her story. It's her arc. Judge yeah. Dredd is the exact same character at the end of the, the the movie as he is in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, nothing you know? changed. Nothing changed worth the shit for Joseph Day in the office for Dredd. Yeah, I mean, uh, aside from the fact that you know he he uh, he gave he kind of let up a little bit on on because he was he went in giving uh, Anderson a hard time about not wearing the helmet about you know being uh, following the rules or whatever. And she breaks a lot of rules, or not breaks a lot of rules, but like she she obviously failed. Uh, based on his, what he said at the beginning. Yeah, she even you know, tells, like, when he tells her, like, you're still on assessment, she's like, I already lost my primary weapon. Like, you're going to fail me anyway. Yeah. Like, like and, and it's true, because I half, I half expect, I'm not even kidding. Like, at the end of the movie, when, like, the, the Supreme Court judge tells him, like, hey, like, or the, the, chief, the chief justice tells him, uh, she had passed or fail. I expected him to say fail. Yeah. I really did. Like, more of me expected him to say failed because he, like, passed. And I'm like, oh, just to give the movie a happier ending. But, like, I really felt like he was going to say fail. Like, mm-hmm. she did. Because she did. She failed. Uh, according according to his, his uh, uh, you know, yeah. but, but I mean, she did everything else. Like, she saved his life, you know? Yeah. And, and she, it, it felt... You know what? No, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, she saved, not only did she save his life, but she also, like, she showed she showed a, a kind of strength that that I guess uh, he he hadn't seen uh, in somebody like her because from what from what we gathered from what they they uh, the the other judge said about her was that yeah. she was she was orphaned and that she was like the strongest psychic that they had ever seen and that yeah. she barely barely passed all her all her her uh, judge training or or like like yeah. the the the, the schoolwork or whatever. No, she failed. Yeah, like she she barely passed everything, but yeah. no, no, she fails. He mentions like she she didn't pass her last assessment, and he tells uh-huh. her like, "Why is she in uniform?" Like that's like, right because she's one of the strongest psychics that they haven't ever seen. And this and the assessment like they can overlook the assessment if like she's recommended by a street judge. Yeah, and and like they just sent her out on assignment with the toughest street judge they could fucking find. Yeah, and like if Judge Dredd says you don't need to take that test, you don't have to take that test. Yeah. And, like, I, I still have expected him to say no. Like, I still have expected him to say no. Because, like, the, the actress who plays Anderson has this real good, like, hesitation in her face. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this real, like, I might not be ready for this. Like, I, th- like, this might be too damn much for me. But then, like, when it comes down to it, like, but I guess that's what it is. Like, when it comes down to it, she execute action. Olivia like, Thoroughby, that's her name. Yeah. She's good. She's fucking great. I remember her from Juno. Yeah, that's what I really yes. remember her from. Like, she's always been like ever since like this movie. She's always Judge Anderson to me. Yeah, but she plays a different Anderson than uh, than uh, uh, than the other one. It's it's a a different character named Anderson, right? Like it's it's yeah. that. Uh... It's a different character. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was everybody was like, oh, no Anderson, no Anderson. <laughs> but and 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 that's that's uh, um. 
I mean, God, it's such a good movie. It's it's it's. I mean, I'm 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 not dogging the original Dread. In fact, I mean, it, it's good for what it was. But yeah. like like this one, it's so good. It's got so many layers because not only do you have, I mean, you, there's many ways that you could play up a psychic character, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. But but like th- what they did was they uh, uh, there's a lot of subtle hints as as to what she can do. Like when she's interrogating, when she's psychically interrogating uh, 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 the Wood Harris character, yeah, yeah, like yeah. she plays on 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 like he tries to he knows that she's she's reading his mind, and yeah. he tries to play he tries to mess with her that way, and he, she yeah. turns around and uses that against him, you yeah. know, which is groovy. Like it's such a fucking cool thing to do, like just kind of drive him out of his mind and shit. Yeah, and 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 it, I, and it shows you that that. It shows you that she she's not this timid little helpless uh, uh, character who's who's a wannabe. Like she can hold her own, and yeah. she's uh, she's somebody who who uh, who actually really wants to be a judge. Because at the beginning of the movie, she's like, "I want to be a judge because I grew up in places like this, and I want to help people," you know. Yeah. And she actually does that. She accomplishes what she set out to do. Yeah, and it is very like. Like naive but admirable sort of thing, admirable sort of thing to her. Yeah, like, it's and, good. I, I dig it, but like, yeah, you could tell he's he's kind of jaded uh, at this point. Like he's he's a, a very jaded uh, character, and he do, yeah. he he does he obviously sees everything in black and white. And at the end of the movie, he still sees everything in black and white. But he realizes that you know that you uh, that some leeway uh, can be given. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and uh, that th- this movie would have been a great start to a trilogy, man. I'll tell you that. It would have been. It would have been a fucking really great start to a trilogy. Like I would have loved to have seen him versus like the the, the horseman. Like it would have been fucking yeah. cool. I would have loved to have seen him against the angel family. Like actually, have the angel family instead of just mom, palm. Yeah. <laughs> Blade it up very much. So, uh, based on. Uh, Okay, so looking at these two movies and uh, knowing that that you had read some of the Dread comics, what would you say is the most faithful interpretation? Uh, I, I know that visually the the nineteen ninety five one is is a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, better suited towards the comic version. But mm-hmm. as far as character goes and as far as uh, a tone, I think that the twenty twelve one is, is is a little closer in that way. What what do you think? Uh, most most definitely, man. The twenty twelve one was just like. So much closer to, to, to getting everything right. Uh, it was probably one of the closer ones. Like, I, I again, I dig part like I, I dig part one or you know the nineteen ninety five version for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun parody of RoboCop, um, <laughs> but it is it's a fine yeah. parody of RoboCop. But like to do everything that they did with this one, like was good. And it was a good attention getter, and I'm, I I feel bad that like it didn't get more attention. And I don't think necessarily that it was through the fault of the movie. I think that it, it came out around the same time as Age of Ultron. And yeah. Like, if you're gonna go see a comic book movie, you're gonna go see the Avengers movie, and I understood that. I you know, but like I feel like more people should have watched it. Like I remember like getting out of that one and telling more people like you need to go watch dread dude like yeah. go watch the fucking movie like i guarantee i i, I, I promise you a good time i don't i don't want to i'm not going to blame I, I don't i don't really 
like blaming its its uh, what what it was opening up against uh, too I, much because <laughs> I mean let's face it everybody's gonna go watch Age of Ultron first week right oh yeah so no the thing is is that this movie wasn't uh, to, the 2012 dread wasn't uh, uh, promoted correctly no it wasn't it yeah. was I mean I didn't I didn't even know that that there was a dread movie until like two months after it came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and the thing is, is that it didn't it didn't really open up that wide either. No, it didn't. Like I I went to go see it because like I had seen a couple of the trailers for it, uh-huh. but I went to the movies one day and just go see what was at the movies. And like literally, there was nothing to watch that I wanted to see. And like, even dread, dread included. I was not interested in seeing dread, but I was like, well, I'm here and I want to watch something. Yeah, and like I, I went and saw Dread, and like even then, after that, I was like, "Where the fuck isn't anybody going to see this? Like, why does it how good this was? Like, all the fucking movies I get because I we get it all the time, and I think the both of us do. Like, somebody sees something and they they you know they message, they call, we see them somewhere, and I'm like, dude, have you seen this movie? You gotta see this fucking movie. Like, yeah. it happens time, and like nobody, not a single fucking person, like said a goddamn thing to me about Dread back then, like. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how has nobody seen this and just come to me and like, bro, you need to watch Dread? <laughs> no yeah. one. And it, it's 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 really upsetting that it that it it didn't get the due that it deserved, and uh, I don't think I don't think that it's fair to 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 say that it's it's because everybody thought that this was a sequel to to the Stallone one. Um, it's. I mean the, the the Stallone version. It's it's it is a, you know of its time uh, and everything. And looking back, uh, watching it again for for this podcast, uh, I I actually enjoyed it. Like I unironically enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not as bad as as a lot of people would have have me think. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was all right. You know, for for what it was, like I wasn't really impressed with it. Um, yeah. but uh, over time, like I hadn't seen it in like 20 years. Right. So, yeah. so watching it again, I'm like, you know what, this isn't that much, that this isn't that bad. You know, it's, it's entertaining. It's colorful. It's really not. The music is awesome. The, Dude, the acting is hokey and fun. Up. Huh? I was about to bring up the music. I was like, bro, they had like John Williams, like S scores <laughs> in that one. Like yeah. Just, yeah, that that uh that Judge Dredd theme is awesome. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's Alan Silvestri, man. Alan Silvestri did the music. I, and you know what I was gonna say? It's, it sounds like Silvestri. Like, I yeah, it is. Freaking like, uh, uh, <laughs> ironically, the uh, the composer for Endgame, for the for the Avengers movies, and yeah. uh, it's because like no joke, I, and I'm and it's it's how do I. T- there's no real way to say this without sounding like a prick, I guess. And I'm not trying to. Like, it's just the truth of the matter. Like, Alan Silvestri is kind of like a B-plus John Williams. Like, and I, I don't mean that as an insult. I just hear mm-hmm. Alan Silvestri and I'm like, it sounds like it's trying to be John Williams. It must be Alan Silvestri. <laughs> and I'm not, it, it's so shitty because it sounds like I'm being a dick. I'm not. It's like, I respect the fuck out of Alan Silvestri. It's just that, yeah. like, I'm... And I'm one of those people, like, I won't argue with you about that. You know, there's some things that, like, I, okay, a long time ago, I've given up on flat earthers. Mm-hmm. Like, just do the research. Shut up. The earth isn't flat. 
we figured that out before there was a, such a thing as electricity. Mm-hmm. So, like, no. We figured that out before we invented the wheel, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they, they figured this one out a long time ago, bro. I'm not having the argument with those people. It's the same thing with John Williams. Well, I think this person's a better composer than John Williams. You're incorrect. I don't care who you said. Hans Zimmer's a better... No, he's not. Hans Zimmer's great. No, he's not. There are he's people who are like, the same caliber. I don't know about better, but like in the same caliber. That, yeah, no, I've seen Sylvester's in that caliber. Like, if yeah. I had, the, if I was making a movie and I had the money to get John Williams, I'd aim for John Williams. Yeah. Like, no, he doesn't want to do it. And I, that's, <laughs> and he, I'd immediately he's say, second like, choice. <laughs> yeah, I'd immediately say, is Alan Sylvester available? Like, I'd love his guy. If I need a John Williams score and I can't get John, you want Alan Sylvester. Like, he's good. It's just so here, like. Here's some of the music that he's done, man. He's done Back to the Future. He's done Delta Force, Flight of the Navigator, Predator, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Abyss, uh, Young Guns. Uh, like he's, he's done so many, so many like, like, uh, movies that not only did we grow up with, but like, he's like background soundtrack to our, to our, to our movie going experience. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. And then, but at the same time, you know, you look at John Williams, Jurassic But John Park. Williams has done like, he's, he's got, he's done more. Okay. All the movies that are, that are in the library of Congress right now. Mm-hmm. Were composed, were, were 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 scored by John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say that he's done the yeah. bigger the bigger ones, and yeah. rightfully so. I'm not I'm not I'm not downgrading him at at all, but he's he's done the bigger movies. I like I like how I like how this podcast like turned into two composers that have nothing to do with either of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sylvester, oh, no, did. Well, Sylvester did. Yeah, he did the '95 one. Like, did you really? like, yeah, I'm but, over uh, here like, Bringing up John Williams like he has anything to do with this. So, so while the 2012 Dread movie, the music is not as memorable, mm-hmm. but the sound design, the sound design, is is its own character in this it, movie. It really is. It's it's if you have a really really nice uh, sound system, crank yes. this movie up, dude. Everything has a future beat. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so the 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 um the scene there's a scene where at the very beginning of the movie, where Dread is chasing these guys in a van, right, and the van crashes, and he parks his bike the 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 motorcycle, and he gets off and he walks towards the van, and the sound of his boots hitting the concrete yes, just dude. fills the room with bass and weight and power yeah. and just from him it's, walking it sounds like you his know feet that this guy <laughs> is the hero of the movie yeah and it sounds like his feet have balls like, <laughs> yeah exactly like testosterone in the foot like yeah bro this is a real like commanding fucking presence to him like yeah. he's he's so good at it like everything about um i mean if we're if we're gonna compare like the two movies um the 2012 dread is head and heels just eons better mm-hmm. um but the original is worth watching like it's 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 worth the like don't watch it after you watch demolition man this is the best <laughs> advice i could give you because yeah. demolition man did everything that 
Dred, that Judge Dredd did right. Mm-hmm. Like Judge Dredd did everything Demolition Man did wrong. Yeah. So like you know if, if you if you're gonna watch Judge Dredd, I highly recommend avoiding Demolition Man. Like don't watch that one first. It will ruin it. Yeah. Like it will ruin Judge Dredd for you. But I, like, I I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you because it's one of those things where it's like why didn't you play it more? You could have played Dredd like John Spartan. Yeah. Like John John Spartan had character to him. Like yeah. there was a, there was a real interesting like like tone and like idea behind the character of John Spartan who was the same thing was a fucking like be all end all no matter what at the end of the day I'm a cop and the system fails yeah, but him. he wasn't an emotionless you know you know robot like character he was an actual human being you know <laughs> yeah but that's the thing it would have made see how you say like he wasn't an emotionless robot it would have made more sense if he would have stayed an emotionless robot throughout the whole movie yeah. Then, like, Armando Sante pops up, and he's like, oh, my acting's better than your acting. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to chew up my scene, Armand. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real, dude, like, just two fat kids fighting over a plate of spaghetti. It was weird. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't, the 2012 one was just, is just, it's way better. Carl yeah. Urban is better, is the better Judge Dredd. Uh, the much more intimidating Judge Dredd, the cooler Judge Dredd. Um, but I mean, I guess it's every—it's your taste, though. You know what I mean? Like, like I was saying earlier, like Stallone played it like John Wayne, and Carl Urban played it like Clint Eastwood. Some people like uh, Clint Eastwood movies, some people like John Wayne movies. But then there, you got people like me who like a little bit of each of them. So like, you get a little—you get a little John Wayne in one, you get a little Clint Eastwood in the other. They're both fun movies in their own right. Yeah, like they're fun. They're worth watching. Yeah, like uh, Judge Judge Dread is a like a Saturday morning cartoon, and Dread is a Saturday night movie that you you know yeah. just sit around and and you know eat you know watch watch it while you're eating dinner or something you know. Yeah. Like with with the popcorn and the soda, you know. Bro, bro I forgot Alan Silvestri did the music for fucking Predator. Yeah, man. I fucking I love that theme. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just thinking it, about that right now. It gets like, it yeah. gets your it gets your blood pumping that that theme. <laughs> Turns you into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> no, dude, a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, that was uh, uh, Judge Dredd and Dredd. Uh, two very very different movies, but two movies definitely worth the watch, uh, in their own right, man. So, uh, so yeah, man, that's uh, that's this week's episode of uh, the Movie Know It All podcast. I hope everybody's uh, out there staying safe, having having a, a good time, and man, everybody's going back to school now, huh? That fucking freaks me out, man. Like my my stepdaughters are doing it on like computer and stuff like that yeah like yeah dude like i don't i don't want i don't want them going back to school right you know like i I, I guarantee you man if they open up if they open up uh the the schools one day they're going to close it up the next day because somebody's going to get sick and they're going to close it up again so don't you want your family to die for the economy (laughs) what has the economy ever done for me (laughs) (laughs) donate to the children's fund why? What have the children ever done for me? 
<laughs> All right. On that note, man, uh, up until next week. Until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. And that, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We're on the 956. We'll see you next week, guys. Later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.